The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Back once again on the world famous Jonesy and Brown show. That man is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Once again, back to uh, discuss, to peacefully discuss. Last week, people tried to uh, stage interventions. Thought we was uh, thought the end of Jonesy and Brown was coming. Thought that participation trophies would be the end <laughs> of Jonesy and Brown. Uh, not even close. Not even close. No, no, no. Look, they thought uh, they thought the first four would be the end of Jonesy and Brown. Participation trophies would be the end of Jonesy and Brown. <laughs> um, I'm countless other things. Like, look, man, if we haven't quit each other yet, it's just not going to happen, man. I. I we're what, 57 I mean, some, shows some, in? Sometimes it's just fun to it have is, a little man. bit of an argument. It, it is. You know, I, I it, it is what it is, man. You know, I, I, I think of that old Jimmy Cozier song. Although he nags me and complains <laughs> a lot, not going to let him go because he's all I got. <laughs> Oh, nah, but man. yo, yo, we, we we had to uh we had to put last week's conversation behind us because we got to move forward because we have a basketball team in the playoffs. We have a basketball team that is that has the third best record in basketball. We have a basketball team that is in third place in the Eastern Conference. We have a basketball team that will start their playoff run this Saturday against the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. the new look Brooklyn Nets. You know, for uh, for the last couple of years, you know, when you think of Brooklyn Nets, you think of KD, you think of Kyrie Irving. For a little while, you thought of James Harden. All those guys. Are Did gone. you ever think of Ben Simmons? No, <laughs> no, no, you, no. Do the Nets think of Ben Simmons? At, you know, that, that's that, that, that's a whole other show. And I, and in fact, because well, I, I, I could put it out here because. I, I want to get my man on the show. I'm, I'm working on a guest. I'm not sure if he want if he wants to come on the show and talk about this or not. But do you remember a little over a year, about a year and a half ago? Me, you, maybe Javon, and uh, I know Adio was on the show, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked about who to blame amongst the many in the failure of Ben Simmons. The family meeting show. The family meeting show. Was that the family meeting show? I, well, I they, believe they, so. And, and we talked about uh, Clutch Sports. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how much blame to put on Clutch Sports and how Rich Paul was steering uh, Ben Simmons wrong. We talked was about that, all that of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, you know, we had put a lot, we had put a lot of uh, blame on Clutch Sports. We put a lot of blame on Rich Paul. And good friend of mine, he disagreed. He thought he he, he was a, a, a firm believer in Rich Paul. He was a firm believer in clutch sports. He thought Rich Paul was doing right by Ben Simmons, getting him out of this bad situation. So then fast forward to uh, a couple weeks ago when the news broke out that uh, Ben and Clutch had uh, parted, ways. Had parted ways. I go back to him like, hey, bro, I'm just kind of wondering. When's Ben Simmons gonna start winning in all this? And you know, we 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 talked, and I I wanted to bring him on. I'm not like I said, I'm not sure if uh, he wants to come on or not. But that was just the conversation. Like, all right, look, man, now Clutch Sports has has, has uh, parted ways with him, and it started a discussion between me and him about who who is more to blame, and who do you think recognized the shortcomings of Ben Simmons first. Was it the six 
when they drafted him, or was it Clutch Sports who represented him from the time, basically from the time LSU's uh, basketball season ended, you know, and he became he became a professional. Mm-hmm. So that's that is a discussion, you know, we will have later on because can't really have it now because Ben Simmons ain't gonna play in the playoffs this year. Ben Simmons gonna watch it with us. Ben Simmons, well, he might have a better seat than us. While earning a max salary. Yeah, well, yeah, he's he's definitely gonna make more money than us while we watch this, uh, while we watch this series. While playing the same amount of basketball. Yes. Yes, me and Ben Simmons will play the same amount of basketball. In fact, I, I, I have would, more availability fact, than, than Ben Simmons. Matter of fact, at this moment, I would like to take a, take a second to declare myself officially eligible for the 2023 NBA draft. Because if they're giving out checks to people not playing, I want one of them too. Well, let me then officially scouts, uh, GMs, holler at me. Let me officially uh, announce myself (laughs) as your representation. Mike Jones is now down with Brown Management. We're going to get this money. We're getting this Ben Simmons money. We're going to get this Ben Simmons money. You're going to see me and Jonesy at the end of somebody's bench in a big Louis Vuitton sweater. I'm going to have all the ice. I'm going to have all the bling. I'm going to have every pair, oh, yeah. pair of Jordans, 82 pairs of Jordans. We want that Drew Bynum money. We coming yes. for it all. Yes. Let's get it. All right, look, let's talk about real basketball now. <laughs> because our, our guest is here. What? When Jonesy and I like to get serious about basketball, we we have a a, a Rolodex of people that we go to. Clutch, true clutch people. People who know their stuff. People who who are deep in the culture. So this is a gentleman who's been on the show. He he is a veteran of Jonesy and Brown. He's been on every iteration iteration of the show. From one-on-one with MJ... To offense, defense, and discourse. Uh, I'm not sure if he was on agree to disagree because uh, that, 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 no. that, yeah. that was only like one episode. Yeah, it was like one or two episodes before those people sent us the cease and desist order. But he was on, uh, he's been on Jonesy and Brown. He's been on 83 to infinity, and he's on with us today. Ladies and gentlemen from NBA.com, from Slam Magazine, from Liberty Ballers, our good friend Anthony Gilbert. What is it, going on, my brother? Time out. We forgot, we forgot the most important one. <laughs> okay. What's up? From NBA 2K. Oh, oh. Forget okay. the NBA 2K. <laughs> You're absolutely I appreciate wrong. it. I Forgive appreciate me, brother. Forgive <laughs> me. Nah, it's Charge good, it to man. my mind, not my heart, brother. Yeah, no, it's all good. The uh, the in the uh, the internal uh, legal team took care of all that for me. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing well, man. It's good to see y'all for sure. Man, it's, Thanks it's for having it. me back. Absolutely. Always, always, uh, always. Man. You wrote uh, a very interesting article mm. for Liberty Ballers a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And that was kind of the catalyst to get you on as this, uh, as the playoffs start. Okay. Um, you know, Jonesy and I, we, 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 we interact with each other almost every day. You know, it's always a text about something going on in sports. So when yeah. we knew the playoffs were coming up, you know, and, and Jonesy and I, we had talked about our expectations for mm-hmm. this team. Mm-hmm. And you wrote an article article for Liberty Ballers, and the first thing I said was like, Jonesy, well, you know we gotta get we gotta get AG back on the show. But <laughs> did you read his article? Uh-oh. And he's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to check this out. Um I, I let, let's start with your expectations for, for this team. Because I feel like there's, a, I'm not quite, I'm I'm struggling to gauge the excitement and the confidence level in this team. But then you, there, there are surface reasons why you should be excited. 
Yeah. So it's a fifty-four win team, right? I mean, this yeah, is my, this is this is more than than before. Yeah, my, my personal expectations are more. I'd say probably unrealistic, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna bring it home for you. Okay. So, just being around this team and just knowing some of the the reasons why they work. Mm-hmm is why I put them in the conference finals. Mm. However, in order to get to the conference finals, they got, they have to, they have to rebound the ball really well as a team. Mm -hmm. And they would more than likely have to beat the Celtics in the semifinals. Can it be done? Absolutely. Um, but as my father would say, uh, it remains to be seen. So um, the fan side would say, and the fan, and, and, I'm, and I'm talking from a fan with like a preview, because like I'm around the team. Yeah. I'd say they can get to the conference finals. Um, the journalist in me, says, here we go again, second round exit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd, I'd be more than happy to unpack that, but <laughs> that's that's where I, that's what I feel. Okay, so let, let, let's start here with it. Um, <laughs> but before we even get to the Nets matchup, just with a potential Celtics matchup, mm-hmm. For me, I always said the Sixers' path to the finals depended on the seeding. And then before we know who was going to be – because I would have felt much better about the Milwaukee matchup than I do about Mm -hmm. the Boston matchup. But since it looks like the path goes through Boston, unless something very unexpected happens in the first round, how do you think the Sixers – specifically on the perimeter defensive end of the floor, will be able to hold up against a team like Boston? I don't think that they're going to play a def- uh, like a high-level defensive type of series like with Boston. I think it'll be more of a shooting match, like a shootout. Like I'm thinking like old Houston Oilers type shoot it out air it out and like yo the last the last team standing wins mm-hmm. um, mm. because joel and b now i talked to george's i talked to paul reed i talked to tobias harris like and i asked them like yo you really have to rebound the ball this is how you win this is how you win in the postseason this is how you win at you know at any given point but like especially just how you mm-hmm. win in the postseason and they all agree that they got to do their part georges liang talked about boxing out and not necessarily getting the rebound but making sure a teammate gets the rebound mm-hmm. paul reed said the same thing um tobias harris talked about stepping up and rebounding the ball i talked to doc rivers about rebounding the ball they all agreed um you know, and it, it really comes down to possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for my biggest thing, and I've been saying this since the season started. I think I might even started saying it last year. I need more rebounds from Joel and B. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool that the rest of the team gets him. But when he focuses and says, I want to do it, I want to win, I won it all. Mm-hmm. Look at the game against Denver at home. He had 19 boards. And he had like, mm. I think he had like 40 points, something like that. But he definitely had 19 boards. So like, and then they asked him about it. And he was like, I had to channel Bill Russell. So he knows. Mm-hmm. He, know, he knows. And then he also mm-hmm. talked about like, look, like, yes, we beat Joker. And we beat Denver, but like 
I want playoff success. And he was like, that really is contingent on like health. So like a lot of it's going to fall on his shoulders. And uh, Keith Pompey wrote a story about that today in the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Inquirer. And it's true, man. It's true. Um, I want less three-pointers and more rebounds, but that's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know the game has changed, but it really hasn't. <laughs> and you got to rebound the basketball. You got to get those possessions. So extra possessions offensively and taking possessions away from the defense. AG, I've, I've known you for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And for the time that I have known you, you have always been you. You've always been. It was always in a position where professionally you are covering the Philadelphia 76ers. So you yeah. have been around the you have been around the 76ers for a long time, for as long as I've known you now. Yeah. Are you about to tell the people who I really cheer for? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That, I'm about to say that's supposed to be a secret. No, no. no. <laughs> No, but I, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, you talked about talking to the Sixers and them saying, saying the right things. But like, how much, you know, at this point now, do you, do you believe it? Like, like what? How did it feel to hear that from them? Do do you feel like this is a team that is focused? This is a team that can that is ready to do what they have to do? Yeah, um... to to reach that next level. Jordan Liang talked about this, and he was like, look, he said, we went through a stretch, and we actually won some games, and we actually would have lost those games last year. Mm-hmm. And he explained it as such, like, we got in the huddle, we were down seven on the road in Cleveland, and he was like, P.J. Tucker is like cussing everybody out, Doc chimes in, and it sparked you know, something inside them and they go out and they go on a run and actually win that game. And he said last year they would have lost and they would have been looking at the scoreboard like, all right, we're going to lose this one or we got Charlotte tomorrow. We're going to win that one. So it's a different team um, from the from the from the foot in your behind aspect, as well as the communication aspect. And like Moses Malone used to talk about like your big men have to have gunpowder. Like, you got to feed them gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they definitely have some fire. And they definitely communicate well. Um, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, they no nonsense guys, man. They in the locker room like, look, man, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. I don't like it. Let's fight. And then tomorrow we're better for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't have that before. So the locker room is better. And the communication is at a um, at a level where they can actually air out things and, and get good results. So I, that's what I'm saying, like being a fan and being close to to some things, I say they can definitely get to the conference finals. Um, beating the Celtics the other night, even though Brown didn't play and like everybody had to have an A game to win. Mm. Um, it did something to their psyche because two months ago, they were like telling me like, yo, we, we got to beat these guys and, and we haven't. Mm-hmm. So to beat them, like in the, in the league, a win is a win. Yeah. Like when, when, when the Pistons beat the Lakers um, in the finals in uh, 89, mm-hmm. everybody's like, yo, the Lakers were hurt. And they were, but the um, the Pistons won the championship. So mm-hmm. a win yep, is yep. a win. So it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. yeah. And Isaiah Thomas was on uh, one of them shows the other day, and he was like, "Well, I was hurt too." So that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Isaiah been know, on a lot of shows lately. Yeah, he, he's been <laughs> killing it. I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. that he's getting his shine. Mm-hmm. He's always the bad guy, so mm-hmm. to actually hear his perspective, um, it's refreshing. You know, but um, but I, I, I say all that to say um, I think that in a seven game series, I think it'll go seven games. And, and I think um, now Boston has the home court advantage, but um, and anything could happen, man. Like these teams know each other so well. And, and, and Horford has always kind of been like the Achilles heel. 
Um, mm. The problem was he was uh, still the Achilles heel when he was here. I know. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the Achilles heel on the team, and he's definitely the Achilles heel off the team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He wasn't Honestly, happy here. He wasn't a happy camper here. No. Like my honest opinion, I I still feel like this Sixers roster is missing something. Like I would feel significantly better if we had like a Mikael Bridges type player on this team. Like if the I Sixers mean, if the Sixers would draft a guy like that, I would feel significantly I mean, they, they, better. They kind of they kind of did with the tenth <laughs> pick. No, no, they didn't kind of did. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They actually did. they did, and 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 to me, I feel like that that has been like my biggest issue with this first. Like I I believe the Philadelphia 76ers are a better team than this year's Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. However, we are just going to get five to six five yeah. five to yeah. six games yeah. of just. The point being driven home that the that the best player on the court for the Brooklyn Nets was in our grasp. We had him <laughs> and traded him for a guy and who's not leaving anymore. For a guy who's watching the playoffs with me, with Jonesy, with AG, with Ben Simmons, we are all watching the game together. Me, AG, Jonesy, <laughs> Ben are. Simmons, and Zaire Smith are all going to watch the playoffs together. So. They overthought it. They looked at a freshman with potential mm-hmm. instead of going with someone who was proven. So it was like, all right, we're going to make this deal. And if if Mikel is available at 10, we'll get him. And we already made the deal. We're going to trade him. And it's like, <sighs> hindsight's always 2020. Mm-hmm. They just overthought it. Like, I heard an interview with Mikel. And he was basically saying, like, look, the talk all year was I'm going to be a top 10 pick. Philly has a 10th pick. I'm going to Philly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said that was a talk all year. And he said it happens. And he's ecstatic. He's through the roof. And it's like, I I don't know how if you're Brett Brown, you say, nah, let's, let's let's go in a different direction. Like, clearly he... Clearly, he's a three and D guy. Mm-hmm. He's also a guy that can mm-hmm. get forty at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. in today's NBA. So it's like, mm-hmm. come on! But they overthought it, and then they tried to right the ship by getting Matisse. But you can't, you can't draft a guy hoping that you get another guy. So mm-hmm. like, they had Bridges. They know they messed up. They get Matisse. He doesn't pan out to be Bridges. Another guy who was supposed to play that same role. and Right. Right. So now what do they do? Now they turn into the Lakers and they're like, okay, let's just go and get guys. Like instead of drafting guys, let's just go and get guys. Because like that's what the Lakers do. Like they do draft people. But mm-hmm. like there's more Lakers that have been drafted on other teams yeah. than on the Lakers. They, they draft players to go get players. Like – we right. need, like, we're, they, they draft trade chips. How can we right. trade this guy later on down the line? And Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, like. D'Angelo Russell made it back yeah, around. Yeah, but yeah. He got son, traded yeah. in between. Yeah, he got traded. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, it, like, you know. A, yeah, Lonzo, it's a, it's a weird way to run your franchise, but, like, they do it like the Yankees. Like, yo, mm. who's available? Let's go get him. But, like, Philadelphia – they did that with um, with Harden, and it it's working. But like this is the year where it has to all come mm. together because Embiid is going to win MVP. You think so? You, you you think that's going to happen? Is that a done deal? Yeah, yeah okay. it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's done. Like it's really like who has the best PR team. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, okay, of course you have to be elite, but of it course. also comes down. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the best PR team, and like, mm-hmm. they're not gonna let Joker win it three years in a row because then it turns into like this a historical thing. thing. 
-hmm. Yeah, and the NBA doesn't want that type of heat because unless Denver's going to be in the finals, then it it doesn't work. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things working against Joker and working in favor of Embiid. And, like, he's been crying the past three years. Like, it's, it's a done deal. So, but they so. they gotta they gotta put it together though like <laughs> like <laughs> like you got like every team in the city has gone to their final mm-hmm. like like to their championship round now i ain't saying philly's gonna get to the to the championship round but they at least have to get to the nba finals they have to, i mean to the conference finals i'm sorry so 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 with that mm-hmm because you know we talk about how they match up against Boston. Yeah. Are 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 we selling the Brooklyn Nets short? I I, I say I say sixes and six against Brooklyn, but are they selling them short? No, no, no. I mean the Nets mm-hmm. are the Nets are good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um the, yeah, little Anthony what? just made an appearance. Little, little Anthony. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like <laughs> NBA post game. Yeah, I got the kids. Um, yeah, the, the Nets are good, but they don't have what it takes to beat the Sixers in a seven game series. They just don't, and and the reason is because if you just go and beat, they have no answer for him. They mm-hmm. they literally like he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Like the past two years, there's been freak accidents. It was the eye last year. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's healthy, he's motivated. The team is clicking. Like they're 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 they won that series. Now I know you got to play the games, but the Nets don't have an answer for Embiid. Therefore, they'll lose the series. How big of a concern is James Harden's Achilles going into this playoffs? I think it's more of a sore Achilles. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's, it's all ice and rest. Um, but once once we get to Saturday mm-hmm. and the first team to win 16 games wins the Larry O'Brien trophy, like, it's not really on the players. I think these, the, I think the playoffs for Philadelphia all comes down to coaching and adjustments. Like the intensity is going to be there. The players know what they need to do. It's going to come down to, hmm, okay, Brooklyn is doing this. We got to adjust. We got to change that. Okay, hmm, the Celtics are doing that. We really got to come out in the second half and we got to go in a totally different direction. It's going to take those types of mental things on the coaching side. And even on the player side, they come in the huddle like, "Yo, Doc, it ain't working. It ain't. It's not. It's not. It's not working." And Doc's gonna have to trust them, you know, because that's what it takes. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you if you remember the the Kobe and Shaq dynasty, like Phil Jackson would just leave them in there. They would be in all kinds of trouble against the Sacramento Queen, uh, King. <laughs> and and Phil wouldn't even call a timeout. Nope, go ahead, figure mm-hmm. it out. Just let them play through it. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and and like when you know your team, you can do that, and, and and when you know your team, you can trust them to say, "Hey, yo, fam, it ain't even, we're not even doing that." Mm-hmm. But know? is that in Doc? Mm-hmm. Is that in Doc's nature? Can Doc do that? Is he capable of coaching like that? Um, he has been criticized a lot for his. He has his he history has, on, with in-game second. adjustments. Hold, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, like, I guess that that that's the question because we we talk about, you know, in game adjustments. We talk about the things we need to see from the coaching staff, and it's like, is this a is this a case of expecting a tiger to change their stripes? You know, it, is is that what we're doing here? Is that what we're expecting here? Is that what we're asking here? Are we asking Doc to do something that's outside of himself? Ah. Uh- I think it's more like that's a great question, man. 
That's a great question. Doc um, has done it before, mm. but not with this team. So it's like, is 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 the behavior there? Mm-hmm. Is the opportunity the opportunity is definitely presenting itself? But like, I think it can be done. But like, literally, it has to happen this year because. This team is like fresh out of like every chance. Mm-hmm. They're out, like, like they're out. Like when, like think about it. I was thinking about this this morning. Remember when they were the number one seed? Mm-hmm. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, like that season ended way too early. Wait, yes. Right. So they got yes. the number one seed. You didn't got the year before, and you get the the shot in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like that mm. team, that team was better than the team that lost to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But that team that lost to Atlanta still should have won that series. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, but then you also have like, like I always go back to that Denver game. Like it was an interview after the game. Son, son, son. <laughs> It was an interview after the game. He was on with Cassidy Hubris. And he said, like, look, like, I want to be great in the playoffs. Like, and I, and I want to be healthy. Like, he's right. Like, you talk mm-hmm. about teams, and I wrote about this. When you hear championship teams talk about luck, mm-hmm. they only mean health. Yeah. Right. And in, and in the case of the Raptors, a ball yeah. that bounced – you know, 17 times before it went in. But that that's what it is. It's really, it's really like they're talking about health. Is mm-hmm. the team healthy? Cool. We got a shot. So do you think there's any pressure from the organization on Doc Rivers to get beyond the second round this year? <laughs> like, like how, how hot is he, his seat? <laughs> it's hot. You know what? Hypothetically, they lose, right? Before mm-hmm. they get to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of them, um, like, oh, Doc said he was stepping down. It's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and we all know that that's code for uh-huh. you, you got fired. Because, like, yeah. Aaron McKee, quote unquote, stepped down, which I didn't agree with, but he didn't step down. Mm-hmm. We know what we know what really happened in Aaron McKee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what it, it definitely would be. Either they're gonna say, "Look, either you quote unquote step down, or we're going to keep Pompey and 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 you're fired, <laughs> or ESPN or or Woj mm-hmm. or somebody." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're it gonna call. So, we're gonna make that call. But but here's the thing, I guess. You look at the Sixers. Do you believe that this Sixers team is better than the Boston Celtics? Are the 2022-23 Sixers better than Celtics? They're not. But in the seven-game series, they could be. In terms of, like, can they win a seven-game series being Mm. the team that's not as good as the team that they beat? Yeah, because anything can happen. Like, that's the beauty of it. Like, they mm-hmm. can, they can, they can win a game that they shouldn't win, mm-hmm. which could change the series. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, Boston mm-hmm. is the team to beat, but like, Boston has this thing on them right now where they're like, we want to get back to the finals, but like, you can't skip steps. Like, you mm-hmm. got. You gotta mm-hmm. play those. You, yeah. gotta, you gotta you gotta win what? You gotta win twelve games before you get there? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? I get, so it's like I, and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, it's there's no guarantee for either for either team, them, the Bucks or Boston. And I, I hear what you're saying, and I guess to me and and I'm not gonna sit up here and try and and and, and beat the drum for Doc Rivers, you know. Right. I'm 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 at the point now where if he 
if it's time to make a move, it's time to make a move. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still remains that we're kind of we're asking him to coach mm-hmm. this team to beat a team that we think that we all agree is better than the team that he <laughs> has in order to keep his job. In order to keep your job, you have to go on the road and beat the Boston Celtics. A Mission Impossible. We, yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and it, there, there's just something about that that just, you know, it, 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 it seems It doesn't weird, sit right with you. It, it doesn't sit right with me, but yet it still makes sense. Well, let me ask y'all this question. Because y'all, y'all might be bigger Sixers fans than I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the whole point. Well, yeah. But, like... If they lose in the second round, all right. Well, personally, I have them losing in the second round. <laughs> at which point, I want Doc. I want Doc Rivers gone. He was JB. will tell you, I was never really the biggest fan of the hire from the start. It's not like this is you know revisionist history for me. I I never was a big fan of the hire because okay. when I look at Doc's track record. I see he won in Boston with Garnett, Pierce, Allen, and Rondo. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, there's a lot of collapses and a one highlight of overachieving with the Orlando team getting to the playoffs and not doing anything in the playoffs. Right. It's not really the greatest of resumes to me. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of longevity, but not really a lot long history of coaching a team to perform above its perceived ceiling, you know, like well, you that's... see teams are you see teams are uh, are gonna are gonna bite the the public relations bullet. They trying to get Coach Ami Doka back in the league. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I've seen that. <laughs> so it's like I hear you. To get somebody in there that's going to make it happen, but, yeah. But who's yeah. available is my question. No. Well, well, all right. Well, let me ask you this, and it, 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 it's crazy that at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the playoffs, we're talking about who could replace our coach. <laughs> but, yeah. Let me turn one of these lights on. But, but what about Sam Cassell? Oh, I love him, man. Could you see? Could you see them moving Doc Rivers and keeping Sam? And would, would Sam be, take that it, job if they fired the man that hired him? It would be to to the team's advantage to do that, but mm. I don't I don't know because yes, there's loyalty. Um, but I would definitely look at Sam, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I've been saying that like under my breath, like for about two years. Like, man, you know, Sam Cassell, he's right there. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he would be great. He has the respect and the rapport. He has the the knowledge and know-how, but he's been at the hip with Doc for so long. So I don't know if he says, yo, Doc, like, this is my shot. Like, do I have your blessing? Or does he say, I'm rolling with you? I I really don't know. Like, if I were Doc and I got fired, I would definitely say, hey, yo, Sam, you got the juice now. I would Mm -hmm. say that, right? Everybody's won. Everybody's made their money. Like... It'd be great, dog. Yeah. There are only 30 of these jobs. Yeah. I can't right. get they're not gonna hire me for the Sixers job again. So <laughs> no. you might as well take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love that, man. I think we would see I think we would see some things that were a little similar, but there'd be definitely some big differences as well. Well, to answer your previous question. Because mm-hmm. this is some, this is something I, I've, I, unfortunately, I, I've talked about on social media a lot. Yeah, it's that, with the exception of Charles Barkley, okay, every great I'm sixer, every great sixer, <laughs> I have cheered for and loved at some point in time have had their season come to an end at the mm-hmm. hands of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, watch the Celtics end seasons for Doc. Watch the the Celtics end seasons for AI. Doc mm-hmm. and them got their revenge, though. Yeah, yeah, they got a chip off them. You know, Doc won, Doc won a championship, 
But they still, they, they, jumped, took some... they also jumped Larry Bird. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Never forget that part. I'll never no, forget they, that. He got jumped. Never, ever. <laughs> Hated Larry Bird for the... Uh, that was the night I decided I would hate Larry Bird for the rest of my life. Six I years old. I knew I knew I would hate that man for the rest of my life after that day. But I love but, Larry Legend. But no, no, no. I, I love him. I, I don't like the Celtics, but I love Larry Legend. No, I hate Larry Bird. I hate everything about Larry Bird. Larry Bird is evil. I could not believe I respect Bird. No. I respect well, you Bird. Know what? I love him. I I I I respect him. But yeah, hate him, hate him. <laughs> I hate that. Like, like that's So, are weird. you saying? Are you saying you're prepared for another chapter of, of uh, Boston Celtics heartbreak? I am. I'm. <laughs> that is the expectation for me, and I'm curious to see what's next for the Sixers coaching staff and roster afterwards. Well, if we look at Sixers history, to your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, like Wilton then finally got over the hump and beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And Doc and Doc and them got got over the hump and beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 we go down that road and we, you know, we, maybe we write that would be right. That part. that would be great. That that would be that that would be awesome. And I think that would that would probably that would solidify every uh, that would solidify a lot of things. I think you know. I think for for people, you know, for 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 process doubters, for Embiid doubters, mm-hmm. you go out there and you go on the road. A team when you, uh, you go out in a season in a series where you don't have home court advantage, you beat uh, a higher seed, a higher yeah. seeded team. Like Michael's I'm, giving giving you that look, like it would have to be a nine game series. Is it, <laughs> here's my thing. Well, I, get honestly. That, I get that look from Mike every week. Honestly, my thing with the Sixers, and it's not that I want to say I'm a process doubter. Mm -hmm. I think there were too many missteps in the execution of the process along the way that has hampered this team. Aren't some of those missteps not their fault, though? Drafting Jaleel Okafor is their fault. Mm. Who, Who would you have picked? Right, you have two centers on the roster, and and that's really third. what it is. And, and you pick it's a not, third with the third pick, right? If 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 you could decide Okafor's the consensus pick, at that point you trade back or something because you don't need a third center. You know, it's like moves like that. You like in that draft. Um, uh, what what draft was that? That was that was a D'Angelo Russell. That was uh, who else was in that draft? It wasn't the it wasn't the greatest of drafts, but my and thing is I, I, I just want to see guys like like there are too many misses to the point where it's guys that like not like they didn't become superstars. These guys ended up not being able to play at all. Mm-hmm. Like as far as Philly was concerned, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor, Zaire Smith, all these guys are like high high value capital in the draft that ends up being nothing for you. And then you couple that with losing Jimmy Butler, the Tobias Harris max money and you Ben Simmons, you lose him. Yeah. Real, real quick, they they took Okafor third. Mm-hmm. Uh next pick was Kristaps Porzingis. Mhm. Also in that also in that draft was Emmanuel Mudiay. Drop down to no. thirteen. That was De- that was Devin Booker. Devin Booker was available in that draft. Where where was he? Where did he get picked? Uh, thirteenth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, talk about not doing your homework. Yeah. Showing up, un- it, showing up unprepared. Uh, uh, Manuel yeah. Moudier was there. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sixer kill- Sixer killer Terry Rozier was in that draft. Bobby yeah, Portis was Terry. in that draft. Oh, Bobby, that'd have been a nice. Yeah. So, so even if some of these guys were perceived as lesser <laughs> talents, yeah. they would have been better fits than a third center when you have Nerlens and Embiid already on the roster. I agree, which is when Nerlens came into training camp, he was already like, yo, trade me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I remember. 
he was like, I'm here, but like he was checked out at that point. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was been there's been some serious missteps, you know. Mm -hmm. So so that's that's the Sixers history though. Like Brad Darty. Yeah. You know? Agree. But you know, (laughs) at least like in the Dr. J days, there's no salary cap, so you could go out and just get Moses Malone. Now yeah. with the salary cap, you kind of get hamstrung by some by the wrong move. Like you give Tobias Harris max money, and instead of keeping Jimmy Butler and getting rid of Ben Simmons at that moment, I mean that that's hindsight being twenty twenty. Nobody's thinking get rid of Ben Simmons. He's never going to develop at that point. Well, but, you also think to yourself, why are you looking right. at me when you say that? Well, no, <laughs> well, listen, listen, listen. You're you're also saying to yourself. We draft Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. who needs the ball in his hands to be great. Mm-hmm. We already have Ben Simmons on the roster, who needs the ball in his hands to be functional. Mm-hmm. So, and neither shoot the ball really well. So then you bring in Jimmy Butler, who can shoot and who can handle the rock, who can drive, who can also facilitate. But then Ben Simmons doesn't like him, so you ship him out. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I felt like – so, look, I can, I can talk about it now because he no longer works for the team. And Ben is no longer on the team. So, I, mm-hmm. so I guess the statute of limitations are over. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott O'Neill, who was the Sixers' CFO, mm-hmm. he asked me, Ben Simmons draft, he asked me, Maybe like probably like three months before the draft. He's like, who do you who do you pick and why? I said, you go to UCLA, you get Lonzo Ball because you need a point guard. And he said, Well, we're really high on Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. And I shrugged my shoulders. Mm-hmm. No, nah, he was he was no, I mean, and they, and they and they draft Ben Simmons, and like people were kind of down on Lonzo Ball because of his dad, mm-hmm. but like injuries aside, Lonzo's a, a really good point guard and he's a uh, solid pro. Lonzo was actually, I believe, the Markel Fultz draft with Tatum. Brandon yeah. Ingram was the Ben Simmons draft. Are you sure? Can you? Can you absolutely? Because because mm-hmm. I remember telling him, "You get Lonzo Ball." Mm-hmm. They took faults him. over Lonzo. Okay. So I guess I was a year ahead because I I told him, I was like, that's who you want. So I guess we already had Ben. Mm-hmm. But I'm not looking at Ben as a point guard. Right. So that must be how the conversation went. But that's what I told him. So then they got Markel. Because they could have gotten ball. They had yeah. the they had the number one pick. They had the number. They had the number three pick. Markel went one. Lonzo went two to the Lake. Lonzo they, they, went two to the Lakers, and Tatum acquired, went three to Boston. Oh, they, acquired, right. they acquired the number one pick from Boston. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go again. So you're right. So this whole Boston thing is like a thorn in the side. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. I hate the Celtics. Yes. Yes, very much so. All right, Ben Simmons was 2016. Okay, that's 16. So oh, was, I know what it was. Uh, ben Ben was hurt a year. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he missed that whole first yeah, year. That's what it was. So yeah. Ben was first. Ingram was second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Brown was actually third. Uh huh. Wow. And I would have liked to have Brandon Ingram or Jalen Brown. Absolutely. I, either that, one. I don't know, man. I guess they just thought. Like, I thought, I, I guess they're thinking in terms of like Magic Johnson, like this guy's going to come mm-hmm. in and be mm-hmm. revolutionize the game and offense. But like Ben doesn't want to score the ball. And at some point. You have to. It, yeah. yeah. Like you, like you're, you're giving a defense an advantage. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk to somebody who has played against Ben Simmons and say, yo, man, like nobody's around. Just keep it, keep it.
keep it all the way 100 with me. I guarantee they're going to say, oh, it's four on five. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you guys, are, you guys will remember this. 90, I want to say 394-ish. There was a young guard came in the league out of UCLA, and they called him Asin. Mm-hmm. They called him Asin. Oh, because he couldn't shoot. Because he had no J. His name was That's- actually Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, oh, oh, he's out of Cal. Out of Cal, Cal. I'm sorry, I said UCLA yeah. out of Cal. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, out of Cal, they called him Asin. Because, yeah, they did. But because of the ball IQ, he knew whether or not he can. He was a good shooter. There's certain shots you just have to take. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, he worked himself into becoming a serviceable a, shooter, a, a serviceable a, a, shooter, a, and yeah. volume wise, one of the all time leaders in threes may which was not something you ever thought you would have said about a guy like jason Mm -hmm. kidd coming into the league i i don't want to i don't want to talk too much about ben simmons but we are playing the nets Mm -hmm. i just saw him as somebody who and it it just it dumbfounded me he didn't want to do the work he didn't want to work on his game i i remember i asked him one time i was like you you said you want to be great. What does that entail? And he couldn't answer the question. Hmm. And I was just shocked. Like, what? And I actually told him, like, all right. Like, like he told me he, his his first response was, well, I'm an all-star. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so we're not talking about outworking everybody, getting up first, yeah. being in the gym late, just getting up thousands yeah. of shots. We're not talking about nah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Nah. I, I think, and it kind of, I think this speaks to something that Jonesy and I used to talk about about Ben Simmons. Something I used to bring up with, you, I used to bring up to Jonesy because I used to talk about, especially once you got to the Atlanta series, mm-hmm. and we're talking about how does Ben Simmons bounce back because it seemed like this was the first, the first real time in Ben Simmons' career where the 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 faults of the team were put on his shoulders where you're where you're saying where people are saying hey we lost because of you <laughs> you know and, and he's always been someone who was you know whether it was high school whether it was college or whatever it was always he was the best player on the team and if they necess- if they didn't succeed like no one no one necessarily like when LSU missed the tournament, they said that the team wasn't good enough. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily Ben's fault LSU didn't make the tournament. But here now they are saying, hey, you know what? The Sixers were the number one team in the East. They were playing an Atlanta team that was inferior. And they lost because Ben Simmons wouldn't bring the ball up because he was afraid he would get fouled. Shot 30% from the line. Had liability. Yeah, he was a liability. It was a liability. He was a liability. You did not win because of Ben Simmons. And we're sitting here, and Jonesy and I are talking about it. I'm like, how is Ben Simmons going to respond? And it wasn't long before Ben Simmons was like, you know what? I just don't want to play in Philly no more. That's, well, that's how he responded. He's, he's always he's used to getting what he wants. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and you talked about his representation. Like, even they got tired of it. Like, all right, man. Like, mm-hmm. we're not mm-hmm. doing this. Like, I don't know who fired who, but I'm sure Clutch is happy that he's no longer in the fold. Yeah, like it just doesn't seem like that guy wants to really play basketball and anymore. That's, that's, that, that's a shame. You know, a guy that talented has gifts like that to, to just flame out like that. I that's uh, but see, I got he, no words for that. He didn't want to work on his game, and like at this level. You got to. You have to. It's it's paramount to your success, and like, you can't you can't just out talent people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a guy who's the twelfth man, who's working extremely hard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, and 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 will be rewarded at some point. Like, and here you are, coming in here like, too cool for school now. I think part of what's wrong with him is some of his his family drama and off the court mm-hmm. stuff. But like, mm-hmm. you're a pro. 
So you have to, you have to, you have to embody that. Yeah. You know, yeah. the job even is to the, be able to be yeah, able to deal with, with that kind turmoil. of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, the great ones will tell you that you know the the court is is where everything makes sense. It's like their guess, escape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my life's falling apart. But guess what? Like when I get out there, it all comes together. It, it all makes sense out there. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like his desire, I I definitely question it. Um, but he's always he seems like the person who's always been like, oh, don't worry, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And now he's at that grown man stage and things are falling apart because you can't just oh it's okay Ben you'll be fine like, mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay like like we'll we'll handle it from here he, he doesn't have that luxury oh, but um be, before I jet I do mm-hmm. want to see what y'all think about the four or five matchup mm, that that's that Cleveland series yeah, oh. Cleveland's four and, and New York is five. Honestly, I'll, I'll say it quickly. Cleveland's a fun young team. Mm-hmm. Come playoffs, I don't trust Donovan Mitchell because he has tendencies to play hero ball. Hmm. He has a good team around him, though. He does. But that doesn't matter when one guy starts playing hero ball. The, bad, the good I mean, team gets negated. Yeah, he did have 71 points that one game, so you're, you're kind of right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. I think the Knicks are slight. Oh. They're going to be getting Julius Randle back. Who hasn't They're going to get Julius Randle back. You know, probably you, in like three weeks, two weeks. You got, you know, you, you got Brunson playing, you know, playing good ball. I, I, I like them. Um, I don't know if the Knicks are ready for prime time, but yeah. I think that if if Mitchell, if if Jonesy's Mitchell comes up mm-hmm. to play, Mister mm-hmm. Hero Ball, Mister, I gotta take all the shots. I think New York wins. Mm-hmm. You know, if Donovan Mitchell is search, you know, surfing the internet just playing around on YouTube and just stumbles across the Jonesy and Brown show and here's Jonesy talking about him and he says no I can share the ball I can play team ball I can get my teammates involved <laughs> then I think yes I I, I think Cleveland I think Cleveland wins this handle I'm not quite sure I'm not quite sure if the Knicks are ready for prime time yet especially with a beat up Julius Randle we'll see I, I think I'd I agree think with that play, I, I think the Knicks play really good defense and I think mm-hmm. they could I think they could I think they can win the series. It's not going to be easy, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the other series I'm kind of looking at is um, the Northern California series with the reigning champs versus the Kings Warriors. Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of fun. I think the Warriors win that series. Yeah, I, I really? do too. I think I think experience mm-hmm. wins out. Uh, okay. I think. You I think, think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun series, a six, maybe seven. Okay. But if Wiggins comes back and gives you anything, I got Golden oh, yeah. State winning it's that series. Trouble. Yeah, Wiggins King, comes back, it's going to be trouble. <laughs> Kings, uh-huh. are the, Kings are the kind of team that has to show me first. I got to see the Kings go out there and win a series first before I start going yeah. in the playoffs. And, and they just, they just got win. there yeah. after like 20 years. So. Exactly. And NBA playoffs is a grown man's game. Young yeah. teams. Yeah. Every now and then you'll see one get hot, but mm-hmm. it's usually a they're, team they're led good. by somebody in their that twenty-seven to thirty range in their real yeah. prime, not led by a twenty-four, twenty-five year old. They're, they're yeah. looking across the court at a bunch of dudes with four rings on their fingers, not just one guy, yeah. not just mm-hmm. one star player. A bunch of dudes. Like, we won these, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I just, you know, it, as far. The Kings are still at cool story, bro, level. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, y'all made the playoffs after, you know, a lifetime without the playoffs. You know, yeah. all right, guys. You know. <laughs> Do you guys, is this the last thing I'll ask? Do you guys um, have any interest in seeing what the Lakers are going to do? I actually think they'll make it interesting this year in the West because you have yeah. with teams like Sacramento and Denver at the top of the West. Who, let's be mm-hmm. honest, I completely don't trust either of those teams. Because I, I think and, they're playing Memphis. 
Uh-huh. And then the Suns, yeah. you can't trust the Suns to stay healthy. A healthy Suns team beats anybody. But KD and Chris Paul have both over the last few years yeah. had injuries piling up on them. So I yeah, who knows what'll happen there. So the West is really wide open to me. I'll yeah. never count I'll never count out LeBron James. You know, I mean right. the moves the moves they made when they getting rid of Westbrook, letting a guy like Vanderbilt get out there and play, and mm-hmm. he, he to me has been key to that turnaround they've had late in the year. Like his energy and defense yeah. has yeah. been absolutely Foster essential. Mm-hmm. Hachimura, like yeah, they, so even they, that stretch they, where LeBron was missing games, they were still out there playing and competing. Yeah, yeah. Me, it'll be well, fun. Let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you one last question before we get out. Yes, sir. As we're getting ready for the playoffs, the real playoffs start this this, this weekend. What do you are Are you a fan of the playing game? The play. Excuse me. The play in tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I say yes because I think it gives like it definitely brings more revenue. Mm-hmm. So when you're bringing more revenue, it's good for the game. Um. And it gives so like teams that are like quote unquote out of it, it gives you a shot, right? It gives you it adds more like suspense. But the purest in me, because like I'm in my forties, I'm like, come on, man, what is this? Like, why why are we why are we doing this? So I'm kind of like 50-50 on it. It's like they're they're ninth and tenth in the league for a reason. It makes the last two weeks of the season interesting, but yeah, you know they I don't mean, really have a shot in the playoffs. That, that it, Lakers Timberwolves game was good. Went in the overtime. Mm-hmm. No, that Lakers. You're half right there. I agree that, with you halfway. They went in the overtime. I'm not quite. Yeah, but the like, Lakers and Timberwolves at seven and eight. Those are supposed to be playoff teams. Well, they it's like, are. It's, it's, the, it's the nine and ten we're talking about. Yeah. Getting at it. It's like those teams. They they and it's like in the end, those ninth and ten teams always end up looking like the ninth, ninth and, ten. and ten team. You know, it, it's like it's not like you know you have ten good teams, but you can only choose eight. You have eight yeah. good teams. Why are we choosing ten? You know, it's like I I, I get it. It makes <laughs> well, money. Next, well, next, well, you know, the, you, the new the new collective bargaining agreement. Now they got a a tournament, and you know, at mid season tournament. Yeah, so it's like you know, I I'm not about too many gimmicks and bells and whistles. Just play ball. I I'm with you. Don't I also don't like that Drexel is now part of the Big Five. <laughs> but hey, look, I understand it's money. Mm-hmm. And things change, right? Nothing lasts forever. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right. Are you will you be at you'll be at the Wells Fargo Center this weekend, right? Yeah, I'll be when, there on, when it's Sunday, on All right. Yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. I don't know about Sunday, but I'll be there on Saturday for sure. Nice, nice. All right. Once again, mm-hmm. Anthony, you got a very, very busy man. Where can people find your work? Um I am doing a lot of work Sixers wise over at Liberty Ballers. Yeah, and I'm still writing with Slam and I'm um, doing a little stuff with GQ. So um, Okay. Yeah, so life has, life is life is pretty busy, but good. This man has thirty two yeah. jobs and yeah. he's raising a family. Yeah, and, I'm uh, being summoned right now. It, it, it's it's all good. <laughs> uh, luckily, luckily for me. You know, when yeah. I started this, when I started doing internet radio and podcast, I didn't have, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a camera when my kids were running around the house while I was oh, doing these sure. interviews. <laughs> you know, I could, I could, I could just get on my cell phone, maybe go to the car or something. You know, I didn't have, yeah. I, I have all that, but it's all yeah. good. But no, it's all good. It's, oh, blessing, man, it's been man, fun. Sure. It is a blessing, yeah. man. But I appreciate oh, the time, guys. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate Always your time, pleasure, man. man. Always a pleasure. We'll we'll talk to you again real soon, man. All right, brother. All right, take care All right. of yourself. All right, Anthony- take care. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Anthony Gilbert. That's a good friend, man. That's a good brother. Oh always man, always. Him, man. Always down to hop on with us when we ask and always yes, comes with the good information. So yes, can't yes. be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. Shout out to Liberty Baller. Shout out to him. Shout out to Adil Royster. We're gonna get him on the show real soon, too. 
You know, oh, yeah. he's always got a good Sixers uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to Javon Offer. We're gonna get him on uh, real uh, real quick. And next week, hopefully next week on next week's Jonesy and Brown, we'll talk Eagles with uh, Emory Hunt. Mm-hmm. Little pre-draft talk. Little pre little pre-draft talk. Um also, real quick, we're gonna um gonna bring back 83 to infinity so we can talk sixes all throughout During the, the series. Pl- all right. All through During the playoff, playoff. run. Yep, bring him back. We're gonna dust off that uh 83 to infinity background and and the theme music. So that podcast is coming back. So we'll talk sixes. Hopefully, uh we'll talk about a sixers game one win this weekend. All right. We'll see. Now they should be able to beat the Nets, though. Like, no, nah, yeah, all, yeah. all jokes aside, we should. Like, I think the Nets play some tough games, but the Sixers should yeah. handle their business in that series. Should handle their business, and just it's just going to drive that point home that we had Mikel Bridges. That's all. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Bridges is going to get his. He's going to look. Like He's going to look star, good. He's going to look like a star, but the Sixers still winning six. That's my I, prediction. I agree. Sixers and six. I agree. All right, you tell us what you think of the show. Uh, real quick, shout out to uh, Kelvin Green. Kelvin said, nice show, fellas. Appreciate that, good brother. Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at DITW Sports and at Jonesy and Brown. Always on, download this podcast wherever you get your podcast from at BITWSports.com. My friend, that's, that's my Jones over there. That's John Brown over there. I, I am John Brown. That is Mike Jones. We are Jonesy and Brown. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the sports. Have a good week, you guys. Peace, y'all. Hey, you feeling this podcast? To hear this more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.